0: It's amazing how many Christian people fear the prophetic when the prophetic is supposed to be a lifeline. Can it possibly be because of ignorance or perhaps hidden or unconfessed sin? Let's look into it and see. Remember what seems crooked is most likely straight and what seems straight is most likely crooked. Hi, welcome to my show. Today I'll be covering topic 3 Why do you fear the prophetic? Second Timothy chapter 1 7 says For God has not given us a spirit of fear But of power and of love and of a sound or safe mind Now it's very important today that we understand that I'm going to speak on uh, the fearing of the prophetic and there's so many questions regarding the the prophetic that somehow there's come across over the years and over the time that people projected some certain kind of message when it comes to the prophetic i remember as i grew up in in church uh, circles and as i grew up in different churches structures i remember how people uh, put fear into my life and fear into my mind and fear into my heart because of the prophetic And somehow I couldn't get through and break through personally because of the the fear that I have for the prophetic. So if I look back now, I'm trying to figure out what made me fear. Why did I fear? What brought across uh, fear when it comes to such a beautiful, powerful, potent uh, calling or gifting that the Lord has blessed the body of Christ with? Keep in mind that the prophetic speaks the mind of God. Keep in mind that the prophetic speaks the intentions of God. The prophetic speaks, that the motives that God has for your life, for my life, for our life, that God has for our marriages, that God has for our ministers, our callings, that God has for our businesses, what, whatever we are designing from the Lord, the Lord has his intentions, the Lord has his mind. There's a purpose of the Lord that the Lord has for our lives. So when God speaks prophetically to us, he's using a vessel keep in mind whether the individual is in the office of the prophetic or called in the prophetic whether the individual operates in the gift of the prophetic what we must understand that they become oracles of the living God they become uh, uh, speakers on behalf of the mind of God on behalf of the intentions of God on behalf of the emotions of God towards us so when we look to God and we seek the advice of God and we look and seek a uh, direction from the Lord and uh, what, the, what is the Lord's intentions for our lives, then God might send in, in many cases, most cases, God was sent in somebody that's prophetic. The problem in many cases are when we don't know the individual that speaks to us uh, are prophetic, the fear somehow subsides. By the moment we hear about it's a prophet's coming into our life of, or it's a it's a prophetic individual that uh, somehow fear comes in. I went through over the years. I'm thinking, I'm trying to contemplate, on what makes an individual uh, fear the prophetic? Either the, the individual. Came across some teachings or some dogma or or some 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 kind of uh, uh, input in his life where he or she starts to fear the prophetic in the sense of that the prophet is there to expose sin or to expose something wrong in your life. Now I need to to clarify this and I need people to come away from the myth of, of this area of fearing the prophetic because of hidden sin or because of unconfessed sin or because of some some secret somehow that. Uh, 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 residing in the individual that's been prophesied over so over the years i've been meditating on a scripture second timothy 1 7 where the bible says for god has not given us a spirit of fear now if i have to understand this that means that as an individual that came to christ from a background and from a, a worldly system I came into the church system, the structure of church and I, I start to learn about what the prophetic is all about. So after I'm learning I start to get a fear as I spoke already in my own life. Then the Lord started to minister to me from 2 Timothy 1 verse 7 and he said to me that he has not given me a spirit of fear. So number one, the key number one is God did not give me a spirit of fear. So if I do fear for any reason, for anything on this earth, that means somehow uh, uh, the the fear that I have in my life did not come from God. That I must know as a fact. So God did not give me a spirit of fear, which means I'm not supposed to fear. If I'm not supposed to fear, what am I supposed to do? What God has given us, instead of fear that the devil is giving us, because the devil will put fear on us in order to make us insecure, in order to make us feel uh, incompetent, in order to make us feel that we are fearless in life, whichever area the devil wants to get us. But God has given us power. So He has given us a power to overcome, power to break through, power to speak, declare, and decree, power to take uh, 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 in control of whatever the enemy has taken away from us, power to possess whatever inheritance God has given us. So He has given us power and of love, love as the basis of all the gifts. And then the Bible says He has given us a sound mind. I'm going to speak later on a sound mind, which means He has given us a safe mind. I'm going to read again. God has given us not fear, but what God has given us, he has given us power, which means he has given us authority to overcome every device, every and every attack of the enemy, any plans, every strategy of the devil, he has given us that power to overcome. Keep in mind what the Bible says, God has given us power uh, over snakes, over, over the wild beast. God has given us power over the lion, the serpent, the scorpion. So God is telling us, listen, I've given you authority. I've given you power. I've given you an overcoming anointing and spirit in your life. Then on top of that, the Lord says, I've given you power uh, 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 and i love. Now, it's the love of God. Uh, I'm going to speak on it now, now, where the Bible speaks about the love. And then it says about and a sound mind or a safe mind. There is no fear in love, which we must understand. First John 4 verse 18 says, there is no fear in love. So again, we come back to the word love. God has given us a, 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 a power. But then God has also given us love. It's the love of God that drives us all of fear. So I'm going to go into 1 John 4 verse 18 again. He says, there is no fear in love. So if you have love of God in you, if you have love for God in you, if you have love for your family, love for your neighbors, love for your enemies, in, uh, that the moment love is present, fear is supposed to be absent. So if fear is present, you have to question the presence of love in your life. And a lot of time when we look into it realistically and honestly and we say to ourselves, let me look into this, let me just let me just check this thing out. Because how is it possible that I can have so much fear in my life? I, I've got fear in my life because somehow there's a question regarding my love. Where there's love for myself, where there's love for my neighbors, love for my family, love for my community, love for my God, love for my church, love for my leaders, love for my pastor. Whichever area that I need to show love, uh, pour love into, if love is absent, that means fear is present. The, the ratio of love absent indicates the ratio of fear that's present. So it depends what you feed is what will be dominant in your life. I'm going to read again. First John 4 verse 18, I'm quoting. He said, there is no fear in love. I love that portion. That's in this portion of scripture. He says, but perfect love. Keep again, listen again. He says, there's no fear in love. So we know that. He says, but perfect love casts out fear. So which means the agape love of God the perfect love can only be found in christ can only be found in god so if i embrace the fullness of the love of god if i embrace the fullness of the agape love of god the fullness of the love of god the completeness of the love of god i'm telling you now it will cast out or drive out all levels of fear in my life Whether the fear is residing in my emotions Whether the fear is residing in my, in my mind Whether the fear is residing just in my reasoning In my submission In my commitment I've seen over the years How people struggle just to commit They struggle to submit Because they have fear They have fear of authority They have fear of those that, that God has placed over them To look after their souls They fear authority Because they come from a place of abuse possibly they come from a place of rejection a place of hurt and trauma so all of these things of the past play into where the individual find himself or herself when it comes to fear now keep in mind we're speaking over the weeks and over the over the uh, the the, the, uh, the months and days to come over over the spirit of prophecy I'm speaking to those that desire the prophetic. I'm speaking to those that are already in the prophetic. Whether you're in the elementary stages, the teething stages, the, the, the starting out stages. Whether you're already advanced in the prophetic. All of this will be beneficial for your journey as God will take you into. So I'm starting again. First John 4.18 There is uh, no fear in love. But perfect love, the agape love, the godly love, the God-fearing love, the love that's connected directly to God's heart, that in such a manner, keep in mind, is the same love that sent Christ to the earth. The Bible said, for God so loved the world. Is that kind of love. So it's a love that says, listen, I can love you unconditionally. I can love you without any return. I can love you if you hurt me. I can love you if you despise me. I can love you if you reject me. I can love you if, if you just come against me. I love you even if you condescend me. Whatever I'm facing, when I have the perfect love of God, it will drive out all kinds of fear. What is this kind of fear? What do we really fear in life? Why do we fear in life there's so much love that God is giving that fear cannot reside fear cannot stand fear cannot overcome us and the Bible says it's a perfect love it's a love that's not contaminated it's a love that cannot rust it's a love that cannot be robbed it's a love that cannot be tainted it's a love that cannot be watered down it's perfect because it's birthed out of God and birthed from the heart of God The Bible says because fear involves torment. That is why a lot of Christians are tormented in this life. They are tormented in all areas of the existence. They are tormented in all five senses of who they are as an individual. They are tormented through what they hear. They are tormented through what they see. They are tormented through what they taste. They are tormented through everything that they get uh, engaged with or what they encounter or what they get in touch with. They have fear. So I need you to understand that the perfect love of God, drives out or cast out of fear, for fear involves torment. I pray today that as I minister that God will put into your heart the perfect love of Him, the agape love of God that can that can that can drive out all levels of fear from your life. Because I am speaking also against every area of torment that you are now encountering. If you are listening to my voice and you say, Lord, I want to be used in the prophetic, or you just somebody that that stumbled upon this teaching and you are struggling with torment in your life and demons and spirits and evil forces are tormenting your mind tormenting your emotions I cast it out in the name of Jesus I speak the love of Christ into your life the love of Christ into your mind the love of Christ into your emotions the love of Christ into your body so that even the affliction in your body the sickness in your body that the devil is tormenting you with, that the perfect love of God that I release will drive out that affliction and that pain as well now keep in mind what the scripture is still saying he says but you who fear has not made perfect in love. Wow, that is powerful. Hear again what the scripture says. He says, "But you fierce." has not been made perfect in love which means that if I fear that the love of God the perfect love of God has not become perfect in me and then he's saying he, say, he says I have not been made perfect you have not been made perfect we have not been made perfect in the love if there is fear presence so I'm gonna read again he said there's no there's no fear in love there's no fear in love but perfect love the God love, Godly love cast out all fear Because fear involves torment And you're not going to be tormented anymore He says But he who fears has not made perfect in love I need you to hear that God wants to make you perfect in love God wants to make us perfect in love God wants to make me perfect in love. In order for me to become perfect in love, I need to surrender to the perfect love of God. I need to surrender to the mind of God. I need to be surrendered to the instructions of God, the, the, the intentions of God for me. Hence why God brings forth prophetic people into our lives, uh, those who are inclined to hear the voice of God, those who are tuned in to hear the voice of God. I need to understand that. I need to hear that because if I don't hear that If I don't understand it If I don't if I don't process What God is saying I've got perfect love Then I will be tormented Because I don't understand The spirit of fear We still under the spirit of fear We are still speaking on the spirit of fear I'm continuing First John 4 I'm going to speak First John 4 uh, uh, 19 1 John 4 20 1 John 4 21 I'm going to just minister As the Holy Spirit uh, 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 Allow me to minister By spirit And this portion of scripture He says in 4 20 Oh, John, if someone says, I love God, now keep in mind Because I'm going to bring this to a conclusion Where we're going to understand later Why uh, God wants us Not to have fear present in our lives Especially when we are prophetic When you say Lord use me prophetically There cannot be any form Of fear present, as time Goes on over the topics to come and the weeks to come You're going to hear in which direction God ultimately will take us As prophetic people And what he wants to get right And what he wants to accomplish in our lives and our ministry as prophetic people he says first john 4 20 he says if someone says i love god i love god i know i love god i'm sure that you listening to my voice says that you love the lord your neighbor next to you, your family who are born again and, and they love the lord they will say i love god so if you say that you love god and you still hate your brother or your sister or somebody that's in the kingdom of god he says, that individual, that person is a liar. He says, if someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? Now, it's important and imperative for us to understand that in order for us to to, 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 to have the perfect love of God in us, we have to address the areas in our lives that where we don't like an individual we hate an individual. There's bitterness towards an individual. There's issues that we have against other individuals in the house of God, in the body of Christ. So if that is the case where hate has come up and envy has come up in our lives and jealousy has come up in our lives, we have to question again because the Bible says, how can you say I love God when you hate your brother? That too doesn't work together. So a lot of us, we come into the kingdom of God. We are born again in the body of Christ. But for some reason, Something and some stuff and some things of our past came with us into the the new life And as we encountered the new life of justification And as we encountered the new life of righteousness We we, we want to partake of the righteousness We really want to partake of the justification of God We want to be in the right standing with the Lord We want to be in a place as if we have never failed, never sinned Never done anything wrong and we confess and we cry There's remorse when we came to Christ and then the Lord bestows His justification on us. God restores His righteousness on us. And when the Lord bestows His righteousness, His justification, we are made perfect in love now. Because now the forgiveness of the Lord came in. Now the un- unmerited favor of the Lord kicks in. And now we have been made perfect in the Lord. And because we been made perfect in the Lord, the perfect love of God is now a portion in order for us to keep and maintain the perfect love of God we have to deal we have to look into the areas of our lives that has bitterness we have to look into areas of our life that has issues of pain rejection and where we say Lord I am struggling to get over this individual I struggle to release this individual the moment that is what we are facing perfect love of God will be driven out. Keep in mind, we will go through places and times and seasons of torment in our lives. Now, so that's important for us to understand. The Bible says uh, that uh, we have to, let me, let me go back quickly and just speak to you again. He says, if someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he's a liar. For he who does not love his brother, whom he has seen. Uh, how can he love God, whom he has not seen? Keep that in mind as we continue He says now, Now when we speak about a safe mind, as I said earlier A safe mind means that you are safe thinking you are, you are, you, your, your thinking pattern is safe So when the Bible says that God has given us a sound mind He is saying that God has given us a safe mind In other words, God has given us a, a method, uh, an ability to think safe or safe thinking so many times our areas of, of, of failing our areas of disappointment to ourselves and to others is we haven't disciplined our minds we haven't disciplined ourselves how to think sound, how to think the things of, of above and how to process our own safety in, in, in our safe in our thinking patterns. so th- uh, safe thinking is a process when it comes to you having good judgment you are disciplined. And your your thought patterns are disciplined And you have the ability to make right decisions I'm going to say it again When somebody says that he has a sound mind Or when God says I've given you a sound mind So this is now for the prophetic people They have to hear this Because keep in mind that you're going to speak on behalf of God, so to speak. You're going to hear the voice of God. The voice of God's going to be close to your ear. You are becoming an oracle of God. You are speaking the mind, the intentions, and the, the, the heartbeat of God for His people, for His body, for His church. And you, you, you're speaking the mind and the heart of God for the world, for your community, for your place of work, for your place of study, uh, uh, your family or marriage. So anything that you hear from God, you need to know that God want to speak to somebody that has the perfect love of God in him or her but also has a sound mind. So it doesn't mean that you have a sound mind or you, so you, you are saying, Lord, that I've got the love of Christ, I've got the love of Christ, but you haven't got safe thinking. So when the Bible says that we must think uh, the good, or we must think the things of above, that means that you are processing your mind, you are, you are putting your mind through a, a, a process of becoming disciplined and to becoming to becoming more uh, in good judgment. So the Bible says uh, that uh, God has given us that kind of anointing, anointing of a good and a safe mind. So I say again, safe thinking is a process when it comes to good judgment. So God wants us to be a good judgment of character, of people, of persons, of things, of uh, areas, and anything that uh, transpires around us, in us, over us, above us and just come close to our our, our our minds, our lives, our our families, our businesses, our church, our ministries, our giftings. Anything that we know uh, is what God has uh, uh, entrusted us with. God wants us to have the understanding of having good judgment in anything that we do. Then he also speaks about disciplined thought patterns, which means that what we think is disciplined, what we think and what we reason in our mind is disciplined. It's very important that we discipline our way of thinking our way of reasoning that we don't become too much uh, 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 swayed this way and that way when it comes to issues of life and and issues in ministry and that is why there's so much politics in the church of God because people refuse to discipline the way of thinking the Bible says as a man thinks so is his behavior now keep in mind the way you behave the way you uh, do stuff in life the way you do ministry Uh, I know of a lot of Christians they struggle just to have a victorious Christian. Just loving. In order for you to have a victorious Christian living, that means you have submitted your mind to safe thinking. You have submitted your mind to good judgment. You have disciplined the way you reason and the way you think. And it's also the ability to make right decisions. There are so many people that make wrong decisions in life and there are consequences that people live in. I can tell you right now, that even some of you listening to my voice now, you are finding yourself in a consequence. All consequences And the consequence or consequences That you find yourself in Is in such a way that you can't even process uh, The very the very area that God has taken you in To discipline your mind Discipline your body Discipline your reasoning Discipline anything that you want to do for God in the kingdom Nobody is just going to do kingdom Nobody is just going to do the spirituality the things that God requires Unless such an individual Submit himself Or submit herself through the process I will speak on process and a complete different season which I believe God really wants me also to speak to you about where I really need to go deep into what it means to be processed by God it's not just by words it's not words you, when God wants to process us there's things that God will take That is part of God processing us when He start to change the way we reason Romans 12 1 and 2 which I will cover on another time uh, but Romans 12 1 and 2 basically brings in a natural degree it's submitting your mind, submitting your reasoning, it's submitting the way that you think, the, the way that you, you interact in from the inside out to, to the world we see outside. A saved mind means also its ability to make right decisions in life it requires self-control that i can tell you it requires number one self-control number two it requires a self-discipline in order for your mind to come in likeness of the mind of christ you have to submit and subject yourself to self-control if a man or a woman can't control the way he thinks I can tell you now such an individual can't control how he speaks and what he says. Such an individual can't control his level of, of temperament which means you can have end outbursts. You can have acquired a tantrums. There can be different kinds of emotional and physical behavior patterns because you are not disciplined and there's no self-control. And this is what I need you to to, to to hear me today in the house of God. When the Lord wants to bless us and the Lord wants to bring us to a next level, we have to understand that. Now, First John chapter 5, 1 and 4. First John chapter 5, verse 1 and 4. He says, Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. Keep in mind, we are speaking now, how are we going to get that right? Because uh, for us to be self-disciplined and for us to have a self-control uh, in, in the way we speak, the way we reason, the way we think, I can tell you, know, self-control and self-discipline doesn't come overnight. It comes through a process. So in order for us to get this right, I have to submit again, First John 5 verse 1, and four, he says, whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. Now, from the word God, if you if you if you believe that Jesus is the Christ, you are born of God. So I believe I'm speaking to people that are born of God. If you're not born of God yet, that means you haven't got Christ in your life. If Christ is not in, uh, present in your life, you're not born of God. Christ makes us our birth in Christ valid, the validation of our rebirth is found in christ for us to be rebirthed in god christ is the is is a crossover christ is the one that opens the door christ is the truth towards what i'm saying so and anyone and everyone who loves him who begot also loves him who is begotten of him. Now, now you need to hear that. If Christ has begotten us, God has begotten us through Christ, and whoever we counsel, whoever we testify to, whoever through our lifestyle, whoever through our ministry, is also begotten, begotten, is also, also came to God, also is born in Christ in God. I'm telling you, the same love of God is in him. The same, the same, the same power of God is in him. The same mindset of God is in him. Whatever you encountered, that individual will encounter. I'm going to read this again. 1 John 5, 1 and 4, He says, uh, Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. Right? And everyone who loves Him, who begot, who also loves Him, who is begotten of Him. So the love of God is in everyone and everyone that is begotten in Christ, that is born in God, and born in God through Christ. This is the victory that has overcome the world. That's our faith so our faith has overcome this world and that has become a victory so if you want to live a victorious life you have to understand somebody that says that i'm living a, a victorious life is somebody that says i've overcome the world is somebody that says i will overcome the temptations of the world i've overcome the structures of the world i've overcome uh, whatever the, the world is giving and throwing at me i'm overcoming it i have overcome it So you are not manipulated. You are not conditioned by the systems of the world. You are not conditioned and manipulated by what the world wants from you. There is no peer pressure coming from the world. There is no right and wrong in your mind where you say, Lord, I'm right and she's wrong or uh, uh, she's wrong and and he's wrong and I'm right. No, there's no right and and wrong. It's all in Christ. Whatever Christ requires, whatever God wants for your life, through your life, that is how you should see it. So if you want to be victorious, if you say, I'm a victorious Christian, That means you have overcome the world and the temptation and what the world is giving to you. That means that's our faith. So your faith in Christ... Your faith in God through Christ Jesus is also a basis and the basis of victory that you have overcome this world. So for those that are listening to my voice today and you are saying, Lord, I'm a stock fearing. Now that is why people are fearing. They are fearing because they're not victorious. They are not victorious because they haven't submitted their minds and they haven't submitted their their, 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 their tongue. Nothing, there's no self-control. There's no self-discipline in them. They haven't got a sound mind, save mind there's no uh, the perfect love of God is absent all of this make an individual insecure all of this make an individual that he doubts himself and he has questions around his own uh, personality his own individuality and now the individual don't find himself the individual have issues of who he or she is and now there's factors that are uh, pushing into the individual and now you start to say lord and and that is why a lot of Christians have uh, spiritual jealousy because because you have spiritual jealousy because you look at the, un- uh, the individual across the street and opposite setting to you and you are saying how is it possible somehow God is favoring that individual no there's no favor the bible says God is no respecter of men which means God doesn't put one person above the other person everyone is equal in the eyes of God but what the individual do different from me and you if we start to get jealous or envy is because the individual is working The individual is submitting to the process. The individual says I need a sound mind, a safe mind, a safe thinking. I need to get my my, my discipline in order. I need to get my control in order. So now they submit to the process of self-control they submit to the approach of self discipline they, they, these are individuals that say Lord mold me make me uh, just the way you want me to be like a clay in the potter's hand Lord this is how I'm going to submit myself so if we understand the, 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 the story or uh, understand the, the parable basically of the potter and the potter and the, the clay we will understand the clay is in the hands of the potter and the clay basically surrender and the clay basically saying to the Porter, do as you please. Make out of me what you find is worthy for your glory and for your exaltation of your name and your testimony that become powerful in me when I which I spoke about in, in Revelation 90. So when we submit to the process of God, we submit and say, Lord, that you need to do in my life what you find is favorable and powerful. I also want to speak in conclusion. We have to surrender completely to Christ in the transformation process. Unless we come to that conclusion of surrendering where we say, Lord, I'm going to pick up my cross. I'm going to follow you. Picking up the cross is not just by mere words. Picking up the cross says, Lord, I'm, I'm walking away from my rights. I'm walking away from my interpretations. I'm walking away from my way of reasoning. I'm walking away from my self-righteousness. I'm walking away of what I think is right and what I think is fair and what I think how it should be. I surrender to your will and I surrender to your purpose. I surrender to you completely, Lord, so that you can clothe me with your image, clothe me with the fullness of who you are, Christ. That's where you pray, Holy Spirit, you need to empower me. You need to strengthen me. You need to lead me in all truth and in all power. And when the Holy Spirit leads you in all power, he will lead you into faith. When the Holy Spirit leads you in all in all in, in all surrender, he will lead you to the fullness of the love of Christ. When the Holy Spirit leads you in all submission, he's, he's, a, he's a leading you to the truth, which is Christ. Christ is the truth. Christ is the way and Christ is the door for what we need to understand and need to, uh, to do here as prophets and upcoming prophets. So when we are saying that we are prophetic, I want to say this, then we have again emphasizing, re-emphasizing, surrender. You have to surrender. You have to come to a place where you say, I need to walk away from who I think I am. I need to walk away from uh, what I think I know. I need to walk away from what I think that uh, people should see me, and how they should see me. Every area of ego, every area of pride, every area of self-exaltation, every area of self-righteousness, and every area we are not teachable for the Holy Spirit to teach you. And you know when the moment God wants to grow us, and God wants to uh, bring us to the next level, God will bring people into our lives. You know that God will bring people into our lives. God will bring individuals into our lives. God will use our families. God will use your leader, your pastor, your bishop, your apostle, your prophet. Anyone that God finds fit to use, God will use. God can use your child in the house. God can use your baby in the house. God can use a billboard. God can use anyone. Even the, the 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 guy coming from the street, and living on the street, sleeping on the street, and he looking despise and look maybe condescending to this individual. That can be an angel in the gu- disguise, there can be Christ disguising just to get his point across to us. So I've learned over the years, 30 years in ministry, over 30 years I've learned that God has his ways and God has his means. God tried to save another prophet and you know in the book of Numbers where the prophet refuses to listen to the voice of God, God had to use the donkey and many times we have missed the donkeys that God has sent into our lives in order to steer us. And now we're struggling with fear, now we're struggling with insecurities and all kinds of issues and hence we're starting to fear the prophetic. We fear the prophetic because we might have hidden or unconfession. We fear prophetic because we are ignorant and because uh, we, we, we we don't know certain things in the prophetic. We might be fearing the prophetic because we feel incompetent. We feel incompetent because we don't uh, equip ourselves. We don't give ourselves as a student of the word, as Paul writes in Timothy, to says, study to show yourself approved. So now we're not studying. We are not becoming approved to God because we're not studying. We're not giving ourselves to be stu- uh, to study. We're not giving ourselves to the Holy Spirit to lead us and to direct us. All of this Uh, works into us becoming fearful. We are fearful because we got wrong uh, information religiously. We are fearful because people taught us wrongly when it comes to what the prophet is all about. And all of this works into us. We are fearful because we might make mistakes coming up as a prophet. We are fearful because if we speak what we think God is saying we we, we want to apologize. We want to make excuses. Um, So all of this we don't speak. We don't step out initially to speak because we fear that we might be It is your right to be wrong. And if you're wrong, God will make your wrong right after. But in order for you to grow, you need to speak. If you are walking with the Lord, and you are uh, doing all the principles that I spoke over the week before and last week and this week, I'm telling you the possibility for you to be wrong not hearing the voice of God is almost zero, but for those that might say, Lord, what if, what if for the what ifs, just step out like Peter on the water by faith, keep again, faith again Step out like Peter on the water By faith, prophetically speaking Start speaking, start speaking the word of knowledge Start speaking the word of wisdom That God might reveal to you uh, about someone When you get a dream You pray about a dream You realize the dream is from God You give the dream You you go to the individual or the group or whoever uh, Or the church And then you submit the dream To whoever God wants you to submit the dream With an open vision With a scripture You'll see a sense of prompting and the, 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 the Holy Spirit is prompting you and you know that the Holy Spirit is prompting and pushing you and, and there's this conviction that you have to uh, surrender this word and hand over this word and submit this word do as the Holy Spirit allows you to do but what I say to you in conclusion again all of that said and done we must start by the beginning surrender emphasizing surrender completely emphasizing completely to Christ in the transformation process all of us are in a process the process purpose is for transformation thank you once again that you tune in today Uh, I believe that God's gonna raise you up I believe that God's gonna strengthen you I believe that God's gonna drive out all fear as you uh, partake in the perfect love of God not only partake but pursue it if it's not present in your life and as you pursue the perfect love of God and the Holy Spirit will empower you with, 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 with His anointing. And He and will drive out all fear, any area, traces of the spirit of fear in your life. I believe you God's going to do a wonderful thing in your life. So uh, I will see you next time again. Uh, be blessed, stay blessed, and stay safe. Blessings upon blessings.